0: Hey, previously on Saga.
1: Our influencers finally figured it out. With the maid behind bars, they take a much-needed break. While hanging at the pool, Dante caught some suspicious behavior from Anton. Patricia had a heart-to-heart with Chase, and Bai hit on the girl of her dreams. After that... They went to investigate Anton's room, only to find a strange creature and the missing Lafrique. After a short battle, they discovered Anton's evil plan to take over people's minds. Anton started an earthquake, and our heroes raced to get everyone out. But Dante was crushed by the falling building. Is Dante okay? Let's find out.
2: Dante, everything is blurry. You can't quite get a focus on it. You, you don't know what's going on or where you are. Uh, and, and things start to get clearer. And as they are, you find yourself back in a time when you were young, very young, 25 years old. And you are sitting at a table and in front of you is a spell book that you don't fully know how to read, and you start to hear your dad, Hey! Hey, uh, pay attention!
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Identify spell is one of the most important ones because it teaches you how other people are using their magic. So it's very simple. I just need you to give it another try.
0: Yeah, yes, sir. And, uh... (laughs) I like to imagine Dante just kind of, like, waves his hand with no, like, rhyme or reason. Just kind of, like, yeah. Yeah? Uh,
2: oh, like, no! K- your form is all messed up! Pay uh, attention! When uh, I... Sh- no, no, and, I sh- he, uh, and he he kind of holds his hands out, and his hands flow around the object, and you start to see these sort of glowing lights kind of uh, leaving an after image of his fingers, And he touches this, uh, sort of pearl-like, uh, ball that's in front of you, and then it glows for a second, and then his eyes glow for a second, and then he kind of goes back to normal, and he goes, now give it a try!
0: Uh, okay. Dante starts trying to mimic his dad's movement. Uh, Uh,
2: give me, this is a weird one, give me an Arcana check.
0: I mean, I got a 19.
2: So your hands do, to your credit, leave a slight outer image. It's nowhere near as bright as your dad's. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't see this, uh, but your eyes do glow ever so slightly. Like You now, as an adult, would know that your eyes completely go blank when this happens, but you do still see a little bit of the world. And uh, you hear, oh, you fucking got it. God, I'm so... Good job. And you see that your dad, because it's not... You can't fully... Not everything's Mm -hmm. gone. Isn't talking. And you don't hear him in your ears. You hear it in your mind. And you you go, oh, you fucking got it. Anyway, what are you trying to... You trying to figure out this pearl?
0: Uh, yes. This little pearl.
2: Oh, it's a simple object. Listen. You give it a tap. You say the command word. It summons a possum. It's that simple. All right. Gosh, you couldn't have figured that out on your own, maybe? D- no,
0: it's- think sorry, what's about the, it. What's the command word then?
2: You would listen, that's set
0: by the owner. Who who owns it? I don't know actually. everything.
2: What do you think I am? Some sort of omniscient spell?
0: I I thought yeah, I thought that's what identify was I'm sorry. I I'm sorry, no,
3: I, identify oh. man.
2: You you go back to normal and you see your dad go, oh, there you fucking go. And it's the exact same voice. Oh. And you've no. kinda just set in that you accidentally because of the way your mind works, uh, the the identify spell kind of Picks you like you mentally project what your identify spell sounds yeah. like. And since you were so focused on what your dad was yelling at you about, you accidentally got it in your head that it sounds like your dad, and that's that and that's... every time going forward for the rest of your life when you cast identify spell it's your dad sassing you and being upset at your inability to figure things out
0: that's really depressing uh, and, and you kind of get
2: sad when you realize this as the yeah. lesson goes on he kind of explains how that works and you get really bummed out
0: I don't tell him that down. it's his voice
2: <laughs> Yeah, you you look down at the table and things start to get blurry again it's
0: am i casting it's, identify it's weird
2: um, and you you're definitely a few years older now yeah. and um, Italy, you're you're still young you're maybe 40 years old elves are weird
0: elves are uh, weird
2: and once again you you're you're not quite ready for the for the wizarding academy yet but you're you're getting there uh, and he goes, uh, you hear that again, and he goes, what kind of wizard can't cast mage hand? And he holds his hand up, and a magical hand springs forth. Dante, do you currently know how to cast mage hand?
0: Yes, I do. Uh,
2: now, come on. Give it a try. You got to feel uh, the extension coming off of your hand. I want you to pick up this goblet.
0: Dante spider his hand. You know, like, putting the fingers back. Like, all right, go.
2: No. You, you're unbel- your brother is 15 years... Dignian, come in here. Yeah, dad. Mage hand to that goblet right now. Alright. A- and he holds his hand up, and you don't even see the hand like your father has. You just see the goblet l- lift up. And he goes, look at him, he's a goddamn pro. I expect better from you. I- you know how bad it looks on me when you can't cast Mage Hand?
0: Dante just, like, whips his head up and casts Mage Hand and brings the book right to him and walks away.
2: You kind of you start to storm away and once again things kind of go blurry. And as they get focused in you're no longer at home. You're just walking down the street. It's cold. It's rainy. You don't have an umbrella. You're kind of walking near port so you're not in your normal neighborhood. You're walking and you're just full of frustration. And you make it to one of the local piers. There's lots of these. This is a ship town. Uh, and you just kind of sit down with your feet in the water a little bit, moping. And walking nearby, you see a high up which is also weird for this area. It's mostly an area of sea elves near the port. Uh, and she also seems to be a little frustrated. Uh, and she sits down, not right next to you, but somewhat close to you. Ugh.
0: <sighs> uh. I, coming to think?
1: Yeah, I guess so.
0: Seems like the spot to be doing to that.
1: And the right day.
0: <sighs> I mean, it's... <sighs> Alright, Dante just tries to, like, relax, like he wiggles his shoulders very obnoxiously first. And he's like, yeah, I, Are you normally from around here?
1: I got kind of lost walking around.
0: I Thank I you. seem to about what
1: oh just things you know family yeah. and magic and stuff
0: me fucking too
2: uh and and you kind of look in the water and you see your own reflection in it, and things get blurry for just a second, and you're no longer in the like rain and the water, uh instead, you are looking yourself in the mirror and you are in your wizard robes it's a good 25 years later you're about 75 years old you're getting close to adulthood and you are getting ready ready for what is probably the most important day of your life when you are 75 years old in petum uh the students of the wizarding academy pick their school of magic that they are going to specialize in Um, And you spend the next 25 years studying that to be ready to take on the world. And you are there, and so is uh, this woman who you eventually find out is named Janine. And you are both getting ready for class.
1: It's a big day.
0: (laughs) So you've really decided on what you're going for?
1: Yeah, yeah. Divinity stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, no, it's...
1: It's, it's, you know, it's it's useful.
0: It's practical, yeah. It, yeah.
1: Did, I, have you figured it out yet?
0: I'm sticking with necromancy. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah, you can call it that, I guess. It,
0: look, I know people think it's fucked up. I know people think it's wrong, but it's just...
1: Dante, listen. It's dead bodies.
0: It, it's souls. It's working with life. It, it's the essence that makes everyone who they are.
1: It just makes me really uncomfortable, you know, like, I... they died and you're bringing them back.
0: And giving them a second chance, hearing what happened.
1: I mean, I guess, you know, I... if it makes you happy.
0: It does. You,
2: you guys kind of lock eye contact, um, your hands dangling below you, uh, and suddenly you're not in your house getting ready for class you are instead in class right before the right before you guys head out for the big moment and you guys are looking at each other from across the room like kind of giving each other the thumbs up like we're gonna do great um and you see your dad at the front of the class he goes to every classroom every homeroom to explain this process and he goes okay everybody this is a big moment in every wizarding student's life you must pick From the schools of magic, the eight primary schools of magic we teach here. And you'll be studying that for the next 25 years. So choose wisely. We have eight to choose from. Abjuration. The magic of protecting others. Conjuration. Teleportation. Summoning. Collecting things from other places. Divination. And we see Janine smile. The act of gazing into what is not yet known. Enchantment. Bolstering what we have available to us. Evocation. The manipulation of energy to create something from nothing. Illusion. The act of showing people what is not truly there. We do, and we do offer necromancy here. In the Annex. And lastly, my personal favorite. Transmutation. The act of taking one thing and changing it to another. That's what I picked when I was your age. But I want you all to think about it long and think about it hard. And, um... It's later that day. You guys are in this giant assembly hall. And... Uh, As you guys kind of see at the front, there are basically these eight goblets that each have a symbol for each of the schools of magic on them, and they all have water in them. Uh, And then there is a little, like, vial next to, like, on a table next to these, and um, they're calling out names. And, uh, for example, they call out Janine Alabare, and you see Janine walk up. And she takes the bottle, and she dips a little bit of the liquid in her hand. She closes her hand, and her hand starts to glow a slight reddish color. And she holds her hand over the goblet that has the symbol for divination, a single eye as an insignia. She opens it, and the droplet drops no longer the light blue color it was, but instead a red. As it hits the water, the water glows a bright white color as it ripples. And for a moment, as the water glows, you see what looks like a cloud almost uh, envelop uh, Janine for a moment. And for just a second, you see what appears to be a spiritual third eye open up on her forehead. And then it fades away. And she shakes the hand of your father. And then she goes back to the stands. They call several other people, and then finally, Dante Crow, and you walk up there, and you dip your hand in the liquid. You close your hand, and it glows a bright red.
0: Dante is holding the droplet in his hand, and he gazes over at his girlfriend, who he knows is very skeptical and concerned of his choice in necromancy and looks at his father who he blatantly knows will be furious he walks over to the goblet of necromancy
2: on the necromancy goblet there is an insignia of a skull on
3: it
0: he he walks up to it and makes full eye contact with his dad as he just puts the droplet in that one for necromancy
2: as the, the red drop hits the the goblet it turns a black and this black smoke envelops you and everyone in the room can see the outline of your own skeleton but also of your heart through your skin and it fades back to normal and you walk over to your dad and he smiles and he holds his hand out and he, he takes your hand in his and he shakes it And he leans in, and he says, you and me are talking about this tonight.
0: I smile, I nod, and I just walk away.
2: As you walk away, you kind of feel this sudden relief, but also new fear, and things get blurry again. You are outside, and you are afraid to go home. So you go to the one place you feel comfortable to think. The pier. Yep. And you sit there for a long time. It starts to rain. And then you see Janine walking up.
0: Hey, I... What a fucking crazy day.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, big, no, that, that was day.
0: awesome. I got to see, like, your third eye and shit. That was fucking crazy cool.
1: Yeah, I, I finally feel like I'm heading in a direction something that I really want.
0: I, I do, too, it God, this is next twenty five years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not that long in it, comparison, I guess.
0: I I'm so excited to like really start practicing necromancy. I can't wait. Like I wonder what I'm gonna learn first, what I'm gonna do. Like
1: Yeah. It's really I'm really happy for you. Um oh. happy for Listen, what? Dante, yeah. Dante, uh, I don't think I can do this. The... Do,
0: do what? I know it's raining. Do you want to like head inside? Like, go grab a bite to eat, maybe?
1: No, I think this is the right spot. Uh, um,
0: for, for what?
1: Dante, I don't, I don't think that I can stay with you if you're gonna resurrect the dead.
0: I mean, there's more to necromancy than just that. It.
1: Yeah, but that's kind of the deal breaker.
0: I... I don't want to hold you back. If if this is... I'm not... I love you. I'm not gonna fight you.
1: I hope that you get to do what you've always wanted to do.
0: And Janine
2: stands up and she walks away.
0: I, like, so Dante just after that just crying knowing that now I have to go home and deal with my father he takes the long way home walking on a beach when he finds a just a random shell it's black with dark green wrapping in it and everything and he thinks about how badly he just wants a friend right now more than anything and he pulls out his spell book and he kind of takes a look at things and realizes that necromancers learn a spell for conjuring a friend of any sort, no matter if it's just maybe a little small snail. And he puts the shell in his pocket before going home. So,
2: you're standing outside the door to your house, and you know that you're about to get the most intense lecture of your life. Yep. Dante, you grab the door. Yeah. And the moment you open the door... You hear a slight creak in the door. And you hear, Dante, is that you? Yep, I'm home. Get your ass in here. Right
3: now. Good luck, loser. Yeah,
0: yeah, fuck off. And uh, Dante walks into what I assume is like his father's office is where we're going. Yes, he
2: has a little study. Yeah. What did you think? you were doing today
0: i look magic is nothing more than extension of who you are you've taught me that better than anyone this is what i feel like i'm going to be good at this is what i have a passion in magic is nothing unless you're fucking in it
2: you have ruined me and he kind of throws out a newspaper uh, and it says, like, Headmaster's son wants to revive the dead with a bunch of question marks. There's a picture of you with the bones, like, outlined right over there. Think of what the council will think when they find out my son is studying necromancy.
0: Think of what the council would think when they realize that you were a shitty fucking father. Didn't give a shit about anything I did as long as I was good in impressing you. Do you think of what they would think when they find out you're just a horrible elf and a horrible fucking parent?
2: He looks to you. He looks down at the newspaper. And he looks to you again. And he says, Get out.
0: And Dante leaves. He tears in his eyes. He smiles at his little brother because. He doesn't know if Dante doesn't know if he's coming home. And he fully leaves the house.
2: Dante, you start instinctively walking back to your normal spot. And you get close enough to the pier that you see the spot you normally sit at. And you pause. And you sigh and you walk away. You just keep going. You don't know where to or anything. And eventually you give up and you just sit down in a sidewalk alleyway and you start crying you hear uh, someone in a cart clapping along uh, and you look over and you see the cart stop and on the side of it you see painted W-O-O-D the Wood Network and you see the door open and what steps out is a red tiefling with horns that slick back like hair, uh, which matches his slicked back hair. He is in a full suit, minus the blazer. And he goes, Hey, bud, what are you doing?
0: I... I don't know.
2: You look a little lost. Are you okay?
0: I should be okay but
2: he pauses I, and he kind of looks you up and down and he looks at the newspaper he has with him <laughs> and he oh closes God. it back up. Uh, and he goes, Hey, you look like you can use a break. Why don't you come with me? Huh?
0: Uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. And he sh- holds
2: his hand out to help you up. And he goes, the name's Axel, by the way,
0: uh, Dante, but you probably know that from the paper.
2: Yeah, I was going to try to be coy about that, but...
0: Hey.
2: Uh, and you're, you're kind of in the cart for a while, and he tries to talk to you a few times, and you kind of give the same type of answers you're giving now, which don't mm-hmm. really give much info. And he takes you all the way to the local... The Wood Station radio headquarters. And uh, as you guys start to walk in, uh, Axel kind of points to an assistant, and he goes, Hey, can you get my friend a drink? Would you, hot, hot cocoa? You like cocoa? It's a little cold uh, You want some
0: cocoa? Coffee, if you have it, please.
2: Oh, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> Two of the regulars.
0: Um, Dante's finally like easing up a bit. He's like, yeah. shoulders are relaxed. He's breathing normal. Like
2: You guys find yourself in an office. And in the office, you see a room attached to it with a glass window. And you can see inside, there's a bunch of soundproofing, a table with four mics at different seats uh and uh eventually someone brings in two mugs uh and on the side of them they say smiling oryx coffee roasters and he goes it's a sponsor thing they just uh you know uh and uh you take a sip uh can i get a constitution saving throw
0: oh god okay uh i got a four (laughs)
2: You, this is the strongest coffee you ever drank.
0: It's Dante starts, like, he gets, like, the jitteriness, and I just, hmm, wow, that that's amazing coffee. I, can I go in there?
2: Oh, uh, and he kind of looks to his pocket watch, and he goes, oh, yeah, why don't we both? And, we, we can? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you go into the room, and he closes the door behind him. And he sits down at the table and next to each mic, there's a pair of headphones and he puts his on and, uh, he, he points to any of the chairs and he goes, take a seat, man.
0: Uh, yeah. And uh, Dante puts on his headphones, like just the headphones that are by that chair.
2: Uh, you see a Elvin lady come in and she's standing next to the glass window. And he goes, uh, uh, Sandra, can you, can you turn on mic three, please? Thank you. Uh, and all of a sudden you hear a voice in the headphone go all right we're on in 5
0: 4 three, we're going on 2 what?
2: Hey, you're listening to Axel in the Afternoon I'm coming at the top of the five o'clock hour here. I am joined with the coolest student I've ever met. I am joined with the, I'm sure you've heard of him, Dante Crow. Why don't you introduce yourself, Dante?
0: Yes, you're joined here by Dante Crow. It's the first time being in the radio station, but I actually love this way more than I thought I would.
2: Oh, yeah, it comes naturally, let me tell you. It really now, does. I have to tell you, I was I was looking at kind of all the results for the students today, and it looks like you were the only one who signed up for Necromancy. And yeah, that, but... that makes... Listen, and he looks at you and he goes, That's a dying art, let me tell you. I remember when I picked my school. And at that time, there was only three other Necromancers than me.
0: You, like, you studied Necromancy?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's just so much cool stuff you can do with it, like and um as he whistles there is a little compartment inside the soundproofing that opens up and through it flies an owl that is just a skeleton uh and he goes ah this is my boy here and he gives him a little scratch on the side of his bony bony face (laughs) and you know what they say gone too soon so I I gave him a second chance and
0: I've
2: had him for years now
0: Dante is fully crying. Dante is fully crying. I'm just like, that is all I want to do.
2: Alright, well we're gonna take it to a commercial break now. Uh, and they say cut. Uh, they uh, they go, uh, quick five? And he goes, oh wow, you're a natural, kid. I... Can
0: I get a job?
2: He kind of looks at you. He looks to Sandra, and Sandra just kind of shrugs a little bit. And, uh, he goes, um, how do you feel about about getting coffee and cleaning tables?
0: I, you know what? I feel like I'd be fucking good at that job.
2: Um, so, you smile, and he smiles at you, and things kinda, kinda get blurry, and, um, you are in the cart again, and he goes, so where do we need to take you? Where's home?
0: Um... I just kind of look at Axel. I'm like, it's only a couple of blocks right up the street. I I just walk down here all the time, so it's not that far. Roll a deception. Ooh, God. Deception. Do I have good deception? I got a 13. He looks
2: at you for a little bit. And he kind of goes... Uh, hey, uh, hey, Judas, can you take me, uh, four blocks down the road? You know the place.
0: Uh, yeah, no, of course, right away, sir. Uh,
2: you come several blocks down, and it is this very, very nice hotel, uh, and he kind of, uh, Axel reaches into one of his, like, bags he has next to his stuff, and he goes, I know I got a promotional thing, and, uh, and, uh, he finds a, uh, he finds, like, a little gift card for the hotel, uh, and he goes, three nights for you to work out whatever's going on, but uh better see you tomorrow after school, okay?
0: Uh, you don't, know, why are you being so nice to me?
2: I know what it feels like to be down on your luck, and for people to hate you for who you are.
0: I give and him a hug. I, I give him oh. a hug. I don't let go.
2: Oh, we we met today, bud, but he pats I... you on the back.
0: I just text my little brother and I'm just like, if I'm like, if you need me, I'm at the hotel.
3: Whatever, loser. We flash
2: forward to 23 years later. We're on the cusp of Elven adulthood. Um, and you are at your job organizing the desk of Axel after he. Uh, left uh, just giant piles of paperwork that he 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 gets around to, but he yeah. very rarely actually works on.
0: It's like a uh, one day a month. It's all he does. It's just shit. I got to take care of all this.
2: Uh, and Axel, he looks a lot worse for wear. Uh, he's got dark circles under his eyes. His hair is all messy. Um, he he kind of coughs every few minutes. <coughs> uh, man. Uh, Hey, um... Uh, how's going school? I heard you're graduating soon.
0: Yeah, I... It's going awesome. I, I love it.
2: Um...
0: Hey, uh, can Do you need water can, or something?
2: Uh, <clears throat> no, I'm fine. Uh, can you... Can you get... Uh, the owl, a skeleton mouse, and, you know, get him fed? Uh, it, But after that, I think I'm gonna go home. Can you... Host the show tonight.
0: I, Alright, oh um. Are you, are you sure? I'm sure there are other people here that they they've been. Um, Dante,
2: I want you to host the show tonight.
0: I hug him like at, at this point, like I'm always hugging. And he <laughs> I, hugs
2: you, and he, he hugs you a little tighter than normal. And he goes, "Hey, I always believe in who you are."
0: Yes, Dante. So-
3: Yeah,
2: you step into the booth and you hear the countdown and you see Axel walking away and that is the last time you ever saw Axel his funeral was two weeks later he'd been fighting a disease for a long time, one we don't even know what is and you mourn him for a long time but you were always taught by Axel that is the show must go on and that is how you got your show the crow's nest um and you are looking at yourself in like the mirror as you're getting uh as you're kind of getting your desk organized nowadays and all of a sudden you're no longer looking through your own eyes at a mirror But instead, you are looking at constellations in the sky that are moving around to your actions. And they kind of set in place and stop moving. And you aren't anywhere else. You are on a mountaintop. It's clearly night, but there's a full moon in the sky. And you hear, wow, looks like you've been through a lot. Yeah, yeah I, listen, I know I know it's rough that I'm doing a mid-break right here in a very dramatic moment, but there really wasn't a better choice for me to do it, so hey, it's Calvin, and welcome to the Lo-Fi Mid-Break. Guys, if you've been enjoying the show so far and you want to support us, there are several big ways you can do that. First things first, just tell a friend about the show. You have no idea how much just telling someone about the show, see if they might like it, see if they might not, goes so far, because then... If they tell someone, if they like the show, then it just keeps growing like that. Now, you a never-ending network of listeners. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That is what gets us recommended when people are listening to other podcasts. Or what gets us up in suggested feeds is if we got lots of five-star reviews. If you leave a five-star review, there's a chance I will read it here on the podcast. So please, if you just have a second and you want to go on iTunes, that helps us so much. Another thing you can do is you can subscribe to our Patreon. And I know, listen. I know it's always it's always weird when podcasters ask for money, but at least hear me out here. Uh, even if you're supporting a dollar, that's one less dollar uh, that I have to spend out of pocket to pay uh, for our delightful narrator, Ellie Collins. She's not like driving me like up high prices or anything, but still, that's one less dollar I have to pay on our hosting fees. That's one more dollar I can put towards buying better quality equipment, uh, uh, preparing merch and what have you. And besides, with a dollar, you're still getting a decent chunk. You get the option to submit names of places for the show, of names of people for the show, and magic items for the show. You're getting a private Discord where you can talk to the cast and other fans of the show. And you're just getting some stuff I threw out. Like this week alone, I threw out an outtake in which Goon and I were making a song about cheese. I also threw in a cut of Goon just stuttering through the entire alphabet so like for a dollar you're i promise i'm doing my best to make this as worth it as possible for every tier and if you want to help more just go ahead and look at those tiers find something that works for you okay and of course i can't talk about patreon without bringing up the one the only at this particular second runestone celebrity runestone celebrities are 50 and up patrons and they are help us in so much. And our $50 patron is Grisney. Grizzney's a wonderful person, uh, and he has been supporting the show already. It's done so much to help. I've recouped a lot of the costs I paid just, just trying to get the show started with that money alone. So thank you so much. Guys, if you've been enjoying us and you want to hear more from us, you can check us all out on other social medias. I am Kelvin, your DM. Uh, I am the noodle doodler most places. You can find Zoe Kurzan, who plays BISOM, on social media under the name Trazzy, T-R-A-Z-H-I-E. You can find Bradley Jenkins, the player for Dante Crow, most places under the name Dadley J. Jenkins. And you can find Noah Allen, the player of Chase and Nosh, under the name Goon Daddy. Thank you to our lovely narrator, Ellie Collins, and our fantastic show artist, Artemu. You can find them on social media under Ellie A. Collins and Artemu, A-R-T-O-M-M-U. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of the show, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. see uh, what appears to be Axel and he's holding onto your hand and it doesn't feel weird like that might feel you feel oddly comforted by this and you kind of look around and there is a giant hole in your chest Uh, it looks like someone dropped a building on your chest to be specific Uh, and he goes oh don't worry that'll be fixed once you get there
0: Good get where
2: uh, and he looks over to you and he smiles and he goes you're dead don't worry don't panic
0: I'm here for you no I death isn't scary I studied it for so many years now I know it's not scary it's just Axel I don't think I'm ready
2: oh um I'm sorry for the confusion I'm not Axel, I pick a form that I think will comfort people. Oh, Axel's Axel's there though. You can go see Axel again, and he smiles. I. And uh, this person gestures. This is this kind of looks like Axel, but they are wearing sort of this this darker cloak, uh, which is surprising because Axel wore a dark cloak. Yeah. Um, and beside them. Uh, is a pocket watch on the ground that is very slowly ticking and he kind of gestures outward and he goes and he points and you see off in the distance in one of these valleys that you couldn't really see into before, it was so dark you see it light up and there you see these sort of you see different strange, you see like dead tree stumps that living smaller trees are growing out of Uh, you see uh, a bunch of people smiling and talking to each other in the distance. Um, You see some appear to be more corporeal than others. Um, And you, most importantly, you see Axel walking down the road in this distant valley. And you, it's hard to tell from this far away, but you swear he looks to you and smiles. Uh, He turns his hand and he gestures over to this other place and it kind of, looks like a like a wizard's paradise it's the streets are filled with these towers there's a swirling multicolored galaxy swirling above them uh and then he kind of quickly gestures past this kind of barren wasteland that's like engulfed in flames there's a river of lava uh you see people driving around on on car, like these weird cars, which you don't really know what are. Uh, these weird machines that are kind of like motorized carts. Uh, then he gestures over to, at the end of these valleys, there is a pier that leads off into seemingly no no end. And he goes, it's it's time to pick where you want to go. Um, we have Grimmauld over there. It's the God of Death's home—you've more than earned your place. Um, and then he points over to the next uh, to the to the magical swirly place, and he goes, "There's Arcalis, the plane of magic. It's part of who you are." He points next to uh, this flaming place, and he goes, "And there's always hell."
0: Um, I don't know. I got to choose to be there or not. I thought I just kind yeah, of yeah,
2: up there. Yeah, I mean, it's an option. You could yeah. like fight demons and stuff. It's pretty fun. I've been told. Oh. It's not my thing, though.
0: Haven't been an old uh, vacation there.
2: Yeah. Um. He points to the to the pier. And if you want, this can be it. Basically, he's giving the just option dead. to cease to exist. Yeah, yeah right just not. cease to exist. Uh, and you can stay here if you feel you have business. Uh, and he kind of smiles. Uh, And we're going to cut back to the real world for a minute. You guys watch... Bai specifically watched the building fall on Dante. And I don't know how that made Bai feel. So I need you to tell me.
1: Bai is panicking. Already crying. Panicking.
2: It's been been a few hours. And through the help of James, who appears to be uh, somewhat of a talented uh, druid of some kind... He is able to help push boulders around and they're looking for people. I did roll for all of the characters you've met so far other than the ones who escaped without you already like the bad guys. And unfortunately, the only person who did not pass the roll Don't say Patricia. was the butler. Okay, Not Patricia. Ah, okay, <sighs> Was the butler. So really? As you're searching through these rubble, uh, the butler is there and he is dead. Um,
1: Not and you
2: all kind of, you all kind of look at it for a moment and you sigh and <sighs> finally you find Dante and Dante has this giant hole in his chest where a piece of the building cut right through. Um, and you all kind of pause for a second and accept the fact that Dante has died, but then more steps forward. And she lets out a little concerned goat noise. She steps forward. She starts rubbing her head against Dante. Kind of nudging oh, at him. Uh, and eventually she gets under his arm and hand and walks across it, making Dante pet her.
1: Um, Amor. And
2: she does this. She does this for a few times. And Amor. You swear the heart on her horn, like her heart-shaped horns, glow a little bit. And Dante, we're back in the uh, world of the dead,
3: Ugh.
2: and you start to see your chest is weirdly like closing up and healing. And um, Axel smiles, and he goes, "Or not." And he gestures beyond, like to the, beyond the pier, and you see, uh, you see the toppled RuneCon Convention Center. And you see, Bai and chase staring. James is there. Patricia's there. Uh, and you see that Amore is basically forcing you to pet her. And you see, you also in real world see his his uh, chest starting to close up. And, they, and uh, Axel looks to you and he goes, "You can go back if you want."
0: I, I'm gonna pick go back. And, um, what kind of necromancer would I be if I haven't died once or twice?
2: He smiles. And he goes, don't worry. Uh, and he goes, the name's Kessa, by the way. Until we meet again. And he holds his hand out for, for a shake.
0: I, I hand him a business card. <laughs> and he looks to it and he
2: goes, he smiles and he goes, if I see you again. And you stand up And you start walking down into the valley. And as you do, things get brighter and brighter and brighter until it is pure white. And then you feel the most pain you've ever felt. It feels like your chest collapsed in on itself. And as things kind of get back to normal, you are back in the land of the living.
0: I... Dante just starts crying again. Dante, you fucking died. Yeah, pretty much. It's a, how it pretty much goes. is just like, oh, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And, and yeah, uh, Dante pretty much probably hugs the goat and keeps crying. Uh, and
2: Patricia goes, "He needs CPR." No, 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 no. No. Please, no. And she stops and she goes, "Oh, oh, never mind. He's alive." I um, I hug Patricia. <laughs> and she goes she goes oh there there, there pumpkin and right. she hold, she hugs you back and she pats you on the back a little bit
0: and then um, i i immediately turn to buy some and like i reach out my arms for a hug
1: buy just like runs in is like i i i i
0: and then all right so like while i've one arm around i look at chase and Nosh and i'm just like come on come on i died
3: <laughs> you get two awkward thumbs <laughs> from chase and then, inexplicably, his mouth starts salivating because of fresh holes. I'm sorry, this, it's, it's nauseous salivation.
0: I, I do not judge you for nauseous.
2: So, real quick, before I forget, Amor now has a unique ability where, once per day, you can spend a bonus action to pet Amor, and when you do so... You can roll up to half your hit dice. Essentially, it's the healing surge ability, optional healing surge ability.
1: Aw, that's amazing. Goat-, goat love.
0: No, no, that's the ability name now. It's goat love. It's goat
2: love.
1: It should be called horny love. That's the name. Oh, of the horny app.
0: love. Ooh.
1: Yeah.
2: So, once a day, you can spend your bonus action to pet a moor and activate horny
0: love. Dante got his fields out, and now Dante is just pissed. Dante is raging mad.
1: Oh my God, I thought you died.
0: I d- James is
2: tapping his toes and, like, checking his watch, and he goes, Take your time. However long you need.
3: Wait, you died?
0: I Yeah, I like? think I died. I I saw my life. I I saw only the shitty parts of my life besides Axel, uh, oh, my sucks. old boss. Yeah, no, I I experienced a lot of bad shit. Um, And then they asked me where I wanted to go. Hell's an option. Did you guys know you could just choose to go to hell? Oh, Yeah. I I, chose down.
1: Down
0: now. I I don't know if I want to go down there or not
2: I love the idea that Nash was a demon
3: died and then became a devil <laughs>
2: twice a <laughs> <laughs> <or, laughs>
3: then went no. to hell and became a devil he was a demon, died, chose to go to hell became a devil and then for st- some process became a demon again <laughs>
2: <laughs> the degrees of separation required oh yes <laughs>
0: I, uh, um, yeah, so, what, it James is annoyed? He's waiting. He's, oh, waiting. he's waiting.
2: Oh, uh, Kendra's here too, and she goes, oh. And she kind of, you see her tearing up a story she was writing?
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I, I, Kendra. I, I thought you I,
2: died, so I had to, oh, Kendra. well, okay. I,
0: I don't know, I hug Kendra, and I kind of, like, whisper in her ear, I was like, Axel's doing alright. Because she works at the radio station, like, she would know him.
2: Uh, she smiles. Everyone yeah. loved Axel. Oh, yeah. Um, she would have barely known Axel, because it's been a yeah. good, like, ten years, and she's a, a cat folk, so she doesn't get to be that old, but uh, James goes, are you guys are you guys done? I, I yeah. don't want to get in the way of this, but, uh, we kind of have an important matters.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, I should say so.
2: Um, so it would appear that my brother evil. has started yeah, well, yeah, I've noticed that too. Yeah, well, maybe it was almost way, like
0: the big baddie.
2: We can all say what my brother is. Let me get to my point.
0: All right, tell us about your brother.
2: Uh, I think he is starting to launch a war effort. Did you hear the things he said? We're going to take over. Yeah. We're going to prove that we're the superior. Yeah,
1: yeah that's a villain. It's
2: kind of. Some
3: That's, Nazi um, shit, right? No, sorry, that it's, it. it's kind of Nazi shit. We're canonizing Nazis. <laughs> uh, Nazis in this world
2: are like a tribe from the islands where the bear folk are, and they're just these we. There's just there's like ducks that really hate all of the other races, and they're awful and they.
1: Racists.
0: They're just racist. Yeah, they're like a Nazi. They're Nazis. They're.
2: They're Nazis, but uh, it's horrible, and now it's canon. Uh, yes, this is kind. This is Nazi shit. I, that's what I'm saying. Um, we need to get a leg up as soon as possible because he has all of the money, all of the technology, and I have. And he kind of looks at Patricia, a really good warrior, a cat person, two swords people. And three other people.
1: We solved the murder mystery, so we should be hiring on de- that de- list.
0: We're yeah.
2: Detectives. Oh. oh, and detectives, and you can—he doesn't put the air quotes up, but you can hear the air quotes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, by might, by might not. Um, uh, and he goes, "I think we need to get word out as soon as possible. I think we need to send some people out to Minotaur, which is the capital of this world, uh, of this realm." Uh, to get the information out as soon as possible.
3: Um, Here, take the the feed that I recorded. I was live streaming during the thing.
2: I was really hoping you guys would go. I don't have access to my normal funds, and he holds up his runestone, which you haven't seen him use until now. Um, And he kind of holds it out, and you can see that he is locked out of a bank account.
1: They took all your money.
2: I will use the funds that are left in my person and he kind of reaches around in his bag and he pulls out a coin purse with about five thousand platinum in it and he goes i will use what funds are available to me to set up a an operation i will contact you so i no one risks interfering and finding out the location um just please go to minotaur and and we will try to get the people on our side but unfortunately I don't think this is exactly the party we need to to save the world, and it hates to I hate to say this, but to get the power we mean we need, I think you guys have to get famous
1: let's get famous
0: let's' is go the
2: fastest way we can train you up for a war effort that seems to be starting now so and you
3: guys. Who here? How did you all get to RuneCon, Transportation, wise Combination warp pad and tran train.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say like boat and train.
1: I assumed by some just hitchhiked.
0: So it sounds like none of you have a
2: direct way to get to. So you guys, uh, you guys, uh, start. Um, you guys, you guys are gonna have to walk to Minotaur. I will let you. And this hurts because I know which one you're gonna say. Take one of three sets of people with you. You can take Kitsuna and Katarina. You can take
3: Kendra.
0: Or you can take Patricia. Patricia. Patricia.
3: We need Patricia.
0: I look at James and I said, Alright, we we need some backup with us. We need someone who can hold their own. Someone who's nice.
1: Someone who can get in contact with you instantly. Someone, yeah. That's me! Patricia, do you want to come with us? I would love
0: to.
2: And Patricia, he goes, "No, Patricia, I need you to." Nope, I'm going. <laughs> and he goes, I'm, "You're my, you're my employee." And she goes, "Sounds like you can't pay me anymore, so I'm going." <laughs> 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 and he kind of sighs, and he goes, he looks to Kitsuna and Katarina, and like, "You need a new job, right?" I go, "Um, yeah, 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 we do." So, and they both stand next to him and summon their swords. You take uh, James's cart, Patricia driving, to the town of Minotaur. It's a several days' journey, and you cobble together what food you could find in the dining hall rubble that wasn't mostly rubble, except for Bai, who ate whatever was available, regardless of how much sand and rock debris and rebar that was in there. And you guys travel for several days together. Is there anything you guys want to talk about on your journey?
1: Uh, yeah, the first day as soon as we leave, buy some, like, yeah. looks at Amorgas.
2: Have an in character moment, go.
1: You can do magic? The fuck? Amor, Ma. Amor.
0: I don't, I don't have any spell
1: slots left, I don't think.
0: So do it the next
1: day. <laughs> yeah, do it the next day. <laughs> I, do it at, I do it after the long rest reading eating breakfast. You fester the entire day. Yeah. Just <laughs> I can't okay. talk to her. I can't I can't talk to her more yet, so I gotta wait. we we'll wait.
0: On the first day, I mean, find familiar. That's all I got is, like, we're saying, I'm just...
2: you,
1: um,
2: you kind of reach into your, like, your bag, and you find the shell, uh, and the shell does have a minor crack in it. It's not, like, broken, but there's a crack down the center of
0: it. I I whisper to the shell, I'm like, we match now, buddy.
2: And, yes, from now on, you will have a big scar on your chest. Um, and you sit there for an hour, and you wave your hands over, you kind of drop these sparkles from your hand, uh, and you see from your own hand, you see that, that sort of um, x-ray skeleton thing you did when you became a okay. necromancer, and you see like a glowing line of energy kind of come out of your own hand. And all of a sudden from, from the shell extends a snail.
0: Yep. Yeah. I I hold the snail up to like buy and chase. I'm like, this this is Starling. Starling
1: and now,
3: I know I need a nerd magic. But you could have said something about doing the only cool nerd magic.
1: What can it do?
0: Starling? He can chill.
2: He starts slithering along your hand by some <laughs> Oh, he's cute though. Uh, um, the mouse kind of comes out, um, and it looks up at you uh, as uh, as at Chase, and then it runs over and starts sniffing the snail. Amora comes up and she sniffs for a while, and now you all three have a pet.
0: Uh, besides that, I don't really have. Besides just like studying my magic books, that's all I'm really doing for like the three day trip.
2: Okay, so it's the second day now, unless st-
3: Chase. Chase Chase is just fest. Like she, Chase is still really down on himself for not being able to do anything, especially after a rousing speech. <laughs> this is this has been his issue.
2: I do want to make it clear you did hurt him. He like he sustained physical damage from what you did.
3: Yeah, he's yeah. still he he's he's not satisfied.
2: <laughs> I do want, yeah, I just don't want to make it sound like this guy is literally immortal. <laughs> right. It's day two, and you cast the spell, and Amor is currently sleeping, and in her, like, little curled-up state, on top of her is the snail and the mouse also sleeping.
1: Okay, first things first. Amor! Hey!
2: And Amor jumps up, and the mouse has to, like, catch its footing as it falls off, and the snail Sorry. is just stuck to the side of her Sorry. and slithers up onto her back. And, uh, you, as you start to cast the spell, you hear, like, the animals going, like, why did she be so rude about-? Listen, she's just trying her best, okay? Amor. Why did, you,
1: why did you, why did she, why did she, oh. Amor. Uh, yes, yeah, yes. You have magic? I don't know. When did you learn to do this? I don't, I just did it.
2: I was just sad, okay? You I'm were, sorry, I'm sorry. You sad,
1: I'm you walked up to a dead well, yeah. body. I mean, we've done this before, but you've never saved anybody before.
2: Well, yeah, we walk up to dead bodies all the time, but yeah.
1: Well, that's cool. Can you do anything else that I need to know about, or?
2: I can, um, I can burn.
1: I, I know you can do it.
2: Wait, what are you asking? So, I told like, you.
1: Like, I don't know, can you resurrect dead people now? Is that a thing? Uh, so, it would see. Okay.
0: Goat's a better necromancer than me. So, the mouse kind of walks up and goes, hey, uh, hey, uh,
1: hey uh, can you? Can you oh, hear me? Yeah. Hey, I can hear animals now. It, I can hear animals now.
2: You're <laughs> just squeaking and, like,
1: <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 that's just what oh. it sounds like uh, hey,
2: I was just wondering uh, uh, where is the wizard guy I never learned his name
1: the wizard Dante
2: no, no 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 the one that used to take care of me
1: Lafreak the fake wizard is that his name yeah uh, where'd he go um he's a bad guy He went with the bad guys that tried to kill Dante. And uh, you and me. Oh. Yeah. But you can be our friend. You want?
2: And, um, kind of looks over to Chase and Nosh and goes, he has nice pockets.
1: He's really nice. I
2: have another question. Uh Uh-huh. What is my name? (laughs) I've never been able to talk to a person before, so I just
1: wanted Um, to know. Chase. Chase, um, what are we going to name the mouse? Does it have a name? Um. No, I have a question, um, actually, while, while, while Noah's yeah, thinking I'm, about Yeah, while this, I'm
3: deliberating.
1: Oh, can I talk to the snail? Is that, because it's an animal, right?
2: All right. What can I do for you?
1: Hey, uh, where did you come from?
2: Ah, uh, well, the way I remember it. I was, I was going along a beach one day. Turns out sand's very dry was a bad situation for me. So you died then, too? Yeah. Oh. And then this fine gentleman over here Dante. picked up my shell. That's a wonderful name. Picked up my shell, and now here I am. Wow. Dealing fine like aged wine. That's good anytime.
1: Well, it's nice, nice, nice to meet you, Sterling.
3: I love how no chill my nice snail is. No problem. again <laughs> uh, lifts up his sleeve and come 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 here. I gotta let me gotta. If I'm gonna name you, I'm gonna need a closer look.
2: And you climb up your sleeve and then it comes out like the side of your hoodie.
3: Napoleon.
1: How does Napoleon
3: sound? I like it because I shorten it. It Sounds like
1: Nip. Did he just say my name is Nip? Nip Napoleon Nip is short. It's a nickname. I
2: like Nip. I like Nip. A nip
1: now. Yeah, he likes Nip.
2: Napoleon. He likes Nip. You travel the next few days with Nip the mouse. Sorry, Nip the mouse, Sterling the snail, and Amor, Amor the goat. You guys are heading into Minotaur, and it is a rough time in Minotaur right now. I'm going to give the briefest explanation of how the politics in this world works. So... Long time ago, the world was at war, and this world is somewhat spiral shaped, but with a giant center landmass, all of the spirals are connected to. Uh, and the king of the central lands decided to broker peace by creating a system in which all four of the different uh, cardinal directions got a space they were allowed to control almost solely. Uh, it's basically like their are governors, uh, and uh, the central king would rule over them, but not directly. Again, kind of like a president in this world. It's a confederacy, is what this is. But think of Skyrim, how they have holds, and then a high king. It's that kind of system. But what makes this system so unique, the four different places change leaders on a vote once a month. Oh. Uh, it... People usually stay in for more than one month. It's not like every month it's a different leader. Um, but you get voted. The voting happens once a month. It's a real simple process. Like, they just hand them out at your different jobs and you just check a name, like a school ballot. Um, there's some more security to that or whatnot. But the Central King has several requirements that you need to have already ruled one of the, one or more of the four uh, subsections for at least a year... Uh, and then the elections for the central king happen once a year. It is that time of year right now. And so things are very hectic. There are a lot of political signs written everywhere. It's it's kind of got that New York Main Street vibe where there's all of those, like, except it's just, like, these glowing runes that say, like, vote for, the, you know, this person, that person. Uh, but I need you all to make a perception check.
0: Uh, nine.
1: I got a 16.
3: Uh, 16.
2: Dante, you are kind of looking around, and you are mesmerized by these lights. But Chase and Bai see something a lot more concerning. You see a giant sort of display made of these different runes. uh, And on it, you see a picture of you. You see a picture of Chase, of Dante, of Amor, of Patricia... And of James, and it says wanted for the destruction of the RuneCon Convention Center. Welcome Welcome home. home!